Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. And we're back. It's another Moms Moving On episode, and I think we're on number seven, and this makes me so excited because... I am finding so much success in doing this just because of your responses. Today we got, um, I posted on Instagram a review. I'm not even divorced, but I love this podcast. And that just made me feel like all of the work going into this is worth it. And every week I am committed to sharing more helpful advice from incredibly experienced and knowledgeable guests like we have today. Today we're going to be talking about something that I actually didn't do at the end of my divorce process, mediation. Everybody knows mediation as the final nail in the coffin just before you sign those divorce papers, the thing that you have to do to get things sorted out. And something I wish I had done um, looking back on my process to sort of weed out needless arguments and learn to pick my battles. But I'll save that conversation for another day. Today we have Dori Schwartz. She is a non-practicing attorney. She owns Divorce Harmony, which is her business in which she coaches and works with people going through divorce and post-divorce issues. She's a mediator herself, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about the benefits of going to the mediation table when issues arise while you're trying to settle your divorce. She's also a mom of four, and she's local. She lives here in Miami Beach, not far from me. I'm really excited to have her on. Dory, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here as well. I think what you do is endlessly helpful. I'd like to say you're like a referee in the divorce process, um, but you're so much more than that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to Divorce Harmony? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Well, first I want to say it's, you know, funny that you mentioned mediation at the end of the process because uh, I actually work with couples at the beginning. I try to get them before they go through the normal um, process, but everybody thinks that you're supposed to do, you know, lawyer up and go through the court process. So I think that, you know, when you're going through divorce, it's traumatic and you tend to make big decisions when maybe you should take a step back and take a deep breath. And that's why mediation can be so great if you can you know, be introduced to that before going in that path that everybody thinks you're supposed to go down. I love that. Because yes, yeah. I, I, right off the bat, I imagine mediation to be like the last thing to do. But you just said something that so many of our other guests have brought up, which was take a step back, breathe deeply, don't make decisions right off the bat. And, and I, I'm finding that, yes, maybe mediation right off the bat is where we should all start. But give us the background on Divorce Harmony and how this, how this all came to be. I, I really just um, you know, was, had a lot of friends and family that were going through horrible divorces. And it was hard on the families, on the kids, and you know, financially as well. So I always had mediation in the back of my head in law school and through the years, and I just love listening. I'm kind of an introvert, and I I like listening and you know giving friends advice or you know just trying to help out. And it just took me a few years to to put it all together, and you know I wanted to do something so there would be an alternative for people going through that process where they didn't have to go through the normal you know expected route. Of, of fighting it out and, you know, 
becoming traumatized and their energy sucked out. I wanted a way, you know, it's, it's not a fun experience either way, but at least a way where they could have more control of the situation and make it easier and, and be able to co-parent, even with someone that you couldn't stand. Oh, um, so yes. I, I, and I wanted to do something where I, I had a flexibility because I'm a mom of four and, uh, you know, everything's online these days. So I thought about doing, you know, virtual mediation where everything is done virtually. So we do all the mediations through like a Skype kind of thing. And it's great because, you know, everybody's working. So it's flexible. You can do it on the evenings or the weekends and also I like it because we're not all in the same room so you don't have that power struggle of you know sometimes couples one one couple has power over the other one person I'm sorry so it's more relaxed you can be in your own space and when you're in your own space I find that you can open up more and and listen better and, and hear the other person as opposed to being it. in a yeah in a cold conference room. Yeah, and that's yeah. always how I imagined it. Like that scene in um Wedding Crashers when the when the couple is getting divorced and you know they're fighting over whatever they're fighting about and they they're all at the same table and it just seems so intimidating and even though it's supposed to be a funny scene when my lawyer first brought up mediation, that's exactly what I pictured. And I was like, well, I can't sit across the table from my ex-husband and argue. Like, no way, because I would shut down. I would be intimidated. Right. And she was like, yeah, that's not how it works these days. And so there's so much us, you know, young people who are on the brink of potentially divorcing or just starting out in the divorce process, so much to learn. Maybe you can share with us like your top favorite benefits of mediation and why mediation is so helpful in the process. Sure. I'm happy to do that. Um, a big one, that one that everybody thinks about, you know, as soon as they're going to get divorced, how much is this going to cost? So price is, is a big benefit for mediation. You know, it costs a fraction of what a typical divorce, I think a typical divorce with attorneys is, you know, around $15,000 or more. Yeah. So with mediation, especially my, my clients, they're not paying attorneys. It's just, uh, you know, one person and it's much more, more cost effective. And it's not even just for people, you know, I have clients that can afford the attorneys, but they want to save that money for their kids' education or whatever they want. And, and they know what they want to do. So um, the mediation is the best, best route for them. Uh, so that's just a big, big uh, advantage. And that's really important for everybody listening because I know, you know, 99.9% .9 of the population doesn't want to throw their money out on fighting. They'd rather save the money, do things amicably. Right. And, and truthfully, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There really is a way to get through this in a, in a way that isn't going to bleed you dry financially, because that right. definitely is a fear for a lot of people who don't understand the ins and outs of the process. Like you think divorce, you think, oh my God, I'm going to spend a fortune on lawyers and possibly end up with nothing. Maybe I should just stay where I am. That's not the case anymore. For sure, and usually you're going to end up in the same place anyway. If you spend a hundred thousand, or if you spend two thousand, you're going to end up in the same place at the end of the day, with division of property and custody. It's not going to be any different. It's just going to be a lot longer and a lot more expensive. And with divorce, it's going to be financially. You know, you're having to divide everything anyway, so you don't want more financial pressure if you can avoid it. Girl, um, I hear you. 
Yeah. Again, everything makes so much sense in hindsight. <laughs> I know, and it's hard. Everything sounds great and you can put it into a box, but I know that people are hurting when they're going through this and it's hard to, you know, sit down and, and think about this or hear this. So, um, but my hope is that it becomes more just accepted and normal and, and then you know you can just do mediation. Like it's not even a exotic thing anymore. So anyway, another, another big benefit is control. Uh, you know, the parties themselves really steer the ship. The mediator is just there. It's not like an attorney telling them what to do. It's just a person giving them suggestions and guiding them on the issues they need to cover. But the control is really with the parties. They can decide what they want to do, how they want to, you know, share custody. And just their most intimate affairs, they can decide. They're not leaving it up to a judge or anyone else. And that's really a great thing, I think, to give you know, people control over, over that. And I want to, I want to chime in with why I do think that's probably, you know, even maybe even more important than the money. One of the biggest feelings you're going to feel when you're going through the divorce process, especially if you're about to start co-parenting is this loss of control. Life as you know, it is different. You're now going to have to give up your child for X amount of days, every calendar year to somebody you can't stand anymore. And so nothing, you don't feel anything more than you feel the loss of control. And when you're heated and in the process and you go to an attorney, if you get an aggressive attorney, which some people make the mistake of doing, oh, I need, I need a shark. You really don't because this shark is going to prey off of your raw emotions. They're going to make you fight. They're going to amp you up. They're going to be aggressive in ways that are so unnecessary. And they're going to take you 18 different routes to get to the same bottom line. Like you said, that the mediator can take you to in a few hours. And It really, there really is a beauty to just, it's like, it's like, you know, settling out of court. Like when you hear a, a celebrity has a lawsuit, oh, what happened? Oh, they settled out of court. It's just easier. And right. I can't, you know, I can't stress enough. It all goes back to taking a deep breath and not doing things when you're angry. If you find your attorney to be planting seeds or making you feel something that you didn't already feel like bringing up issues that you didn't even think were an issue, take a step back and call a mediator because that's the road you don't want to go down. Exactly. And I feel like so many people wouldn't even do that because they kind of defer to the attorney as the authority. Like they do this, they're the professional. So even if you feel uncomfortable, you may just go along for the ride because you think that's what you're supposed to do and, and your voice maybe will get lost. It's sad because you, you don't know so much. So you're, I, I'm not a lawyer. I put all my trust in my first divorce attorney. Months later, when nothing had been done and I was getting these bills, I was like, oh no, this, this, can't, oh, wow. this is not good. And, and I knew to just leave that attorney and find somebody else because I, I needed the handholding. I didn't need somebody instigating. And that's what I felt was happening. And so right. I feel like, so many people need to be conscious of that. You can't have an instigator. Exactly. And yeah, I think it just encourages the parties to arrive at the re- resolution based on their own values and principles, you know, instead of deferring to the legal principles in this, you know, because it's such a personal thing. It is and, such a personal thing. And you don't need the, yeah. state, the state telling you, state guidelines, you know, what's the best for your kid when every family is different. Exactly. And and to add on to that, once once you do come to an agreement that you both reach together, I I find those agreements are followed through better than, you know, if if you're going through the court system, because you guys crafted that together. So you're more likely to follow it in real life. Right. It's it's not mandated. It's not thrown at you. Right. Right. You don't feel like you're 
your life is an upheaval because you're being told what to do. It's, you did it together. So it's more of your own agreement and of your own accord. I love that. There's no, there's no wonder why uh, you call yourself divorce harmony because it really can be a harmonious process, even though the name sounds like the biggest oxymoron, divorce harmony. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can be with the right person in between you. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big party, but although sometimes I see clients and I'm like, I wonder why they're getting divorced, I think in the back of my head, because they really get along very well, but, you know. Some of um, us are just so relieved to be out of this situation that of course we're going to get along, you know? Right, One person exactly. is really triggered and the other is very much at peace with their decision. Right, exactly. So another one would be time. You know, you're not at the mercy of the court's schedule with this out-of-court um, pro se mediation. You can, you know, schedule it whenever you want. And so tell us, tell us for those who don't understand, because I, I completely understand. Let's say I hired a lawyer and I needed to get in front of a judge. How long could that possibly take me? Oh, it could take months. You know, it's just it's however that wherever you're located in the court's calendar and how busy they are yeah so it can just drag on and on and on and it's just it's not good for anyone for your mental health you know anxiety and it's just something that maybe you want to get over with and you don't have control you can't just you have to wait for those for those court hearings yep so it's 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 taxing emotionally i think and you know if you do this out of court you really have control of when when you're going to do it, you don't have control over your partner and if they're going to be, how they're going to be in mediation, obviously, but you do have control of, of when you're going to do it. And, you know, it takes a big load off, I think. And, and when you're going through, if you're doing it, the court, in the court way, it can lead to escalation and anger and it can lead to more destructive actions and delays in the divorce. So, if you do have that, it's also about control. If you have that control over the time, it can make it a more pleasant experience. Exactly. And people, you know, who, for those who haven't yet been through it, going through it time-wise, every single day is like, you, you mentioned the anxiety, because I've been there. I had to wait three months to get in front of a judge oh, once. And yeah. every single day you go to bed wondering like, well, what's going to happen? And you play every scenario out in your head and you look at your kids and think, God, if they only knew, you know, there's just so much that plays into it that is not worth it in the end. You know, you never know which way the judge is going to go. And, right. and I, I couldn't imagine being in this situation again and going through, like just literally being at mercy of the courts again. Like it, it just was horrendous. And my husband is a family judge, as you know, yeah. and he, and he understands that. And there's so many times where he'll, he'll just say, you know what, Give me a call on the phone to the lawyers or the clients to see what they can right. talk about, to, to see if they it. can even stay out of court because it is such a long process. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and speaking of the court, another benefit would be just confidentiality and privacy of, of mediation. So when you're in court, it's kind of, you can one. feel naked. Yeah, you can feel naked. It's, it's your most innermost, you know, just personal things and you have to bear it all in front of a judge, attorneys officers, court employees. And a room full of strangers. Right, whoever happens to be there. And it just can be really hard. You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to expose yourself like that. It's just nobody would want to do that. Yeah, um, I hadn't so, thought of that. That's a really good point. Yeah, and it's, you know, this is a private affair. It's kind of, it's just funny that it's just part of the law, you know, because it's just such a 
family is such a private thing. So obviously with mediation, you don't have that. You can be, you know, it's very private and nobody has to hear your innermost thoughts and feelings. So you can really feel more comfortable about expressing yourself. And also everything is confidential, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about it being used later for any reason. So you can also feel comfortable just about trying to, you know, talk about everything and coming to an agreement. That's a really good point you make, Tori. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. And also when you're, uh, when you're talking, when you're, medi- when you're doing mediation or when you're in court, you kind of feel like you maybe will have your day in court to vent and that's not really how it works. But with mediation, maybe it's not all the issues that are relevant, but you can vent. You can vent to me in mediation if that's going to help you, you know. So you can really discuss more about how you're feeling court you can't really do that right it's very black and white like I, you can't sit there in front of the judge and say and then he said this and then he texted me that and he just wants to know what like, what's your bottom line here let's right. get black to and it white. Yeah, yeah exactly so you have more of a gray area to express yourself uh and feel heard and feel listened to So give us another, another benefit. And then I have a, a question for you after that. Sure. Um, I think a big one is just, I think it's better for the kids if, if you have kids, because even if you can't stand each other, I think the mediation process allows you both to, to learn how to communicate better and that can foster better co-parenting in the future. And when your kids see you cooperating, with the schedule and you know being civil to each other, that can only be good for the kids to see that example from the parents. I totally agree. I think it's also ironic, just like the name Divorce Harmony, that you couldn't communicate or get along with this person well enough to live with them, but now you have no choice because of your children. And what better person to put that into action than a mediator rather than an attorney who may potentially want to pit you against your ex. So I, I can exactly. definitely see the benefit there. Um, and I'm not putting down attorneys. There are some fantastic attorneys. Yes, we love attorneys. <laughs> one who I'm working with now who has the finesse and who is anything but aggressive. She's smart and she knows how to talk to the other. Right. Guy. No, they're not all bad. They're not all negative. I definitely no. want to But when that. it's when it does get contentious you know, that it helps to have somebody who is going to be more neutral and just say, hey, I want to make it work for the both of you, not I just want to make it work for one side. So that's what I mean by that. Okay. So here's, here's, because I've, I've actually never been through mediation. Give us, let's say me and my husband, Joe, are going to- Oh, that's my husband's name. (laughs) Um, That's funny. Well, me and your husband, Joe, are getting divorced. And I want 50-50 custody. He wants 60-40. What does it look like to come in and argue over a time-sharing schedule? How long does the process take? What are you going to do? How are you going to talk to us? Like, give us like a basic rundown. Right. Well, I would first, obviously every situation is different, but I would, I would allow them both to explain, you know, what, what they expect and what they want. And then I want to know like what their schedules are. What is their work schedule? Like, is it even feasible to have what you want? Where do they live? How far away do they live from each other? What are their kids like? What are their interests? What do they do? Um, Are you able to, on the time that you want with them, are you able to accommodate them? And then, you know, see, see what they both have in mind, like what days they want. And 
you know, just guide them and ask them questions and, and find a solution. Um, if they both want, you know, 50, 50, 60, 40, isn't that much of a difference, right? Right. It's a few days here and there. So I would just see, you know, be able to get them to come to an agreement that is pretty much what they both want. But yeah, there's those different factors that would have to be taken into account, like how far they live from each other and their work schedule, things like that. Are there times where people just really can't come to an agreement? Sometimes. And, and for that, I usually you know, like to do one-on-ones. We usually start all three together, but a lot of times we'll do one-on-ones and I'll act as the go-between between the two. And, um, and we usually are able to come to an agreement. That's great. But it's normal to have that where you have the falling out, where they have their positions at first, you know, where they are standing strong, but, uh, through the process, we're usually able to get there to that agreement. That's incredible because, you know, for so many people who might listen to this and, and are in a really bad place with their ex or their soon-to-be ex, they, they're probably thinking like, there's no way we can agree. The fact that you are getting people so easily to that place is such a benefit. It really, really is. You should be so proud of the Thank work you. that you do. Can you tell us any like recent big wins you've had personally within your practice that you felt so proud to help people find, come to an agreement on? Uh, Well, I had one where this couple was really, really at odds. Uh, And we had the mediation, like we couldn't really agree on anything. And it was very emotional. They both started just expressing how they felt about each other and both started crying. And just, they really still loved each other. I think that's why they had, they were butting heads, but there were some personal problems that just the marriage would not work out. But through the mediation, they had this, they found this respect for each other and we were able to come to an agreement, but it was kind of like a, it, it was very emotional and I had never experienced anything like that, but it was very nice because they did get to that agreement and now they're friends. Oh, wow. So that was nice. Yeah. And, and so let's say you mediate and you, you reach an agreement and you're all done. And then a couple years later, there's a problem. There's a hiccup. Can they come back to you? Oh, definitely. Yes. I do modifications um, of agreements or parenting plans if they need to you know, edit something, something change, which is very normal. In real life, things change and, and they may need to change to edit something on the agreement. That's great. What a great resource. Everybody, she's Dory Schwartz. Schwartz, I'm sorry. She's local okay. <laughs> for us Miami people. If somebody were listening in another state and needed your advice, you could help them, I imagine. Definitely, yes. Definitely. Where can we find you? At divorceharmony.com. Divorceharmony.com. She's on Instagram as Divorce Harmony. She posts some really insightful stuff that I love. Um, you may yeah. see me share it from time to time. And so I always like to leave with one piece of advice for anybody who is about to grab life by the balls, for lack of a better terms, and move on. <laughs> okay. Well, I think like what I said in the beginning is, is the biggest piece of advice I can give is to, to take that deep breath, take that step back before you make any major decisions and see what your options are and don't make any decisions with a heated head. Give it some time because this is your life and it's really important that you make the right decision going forward.
this is your life and is most probably your children's lives too. And that is exactly excellent, excellent advice. We could all follow on any day, not just going through the divorce process. So I love it, Dory. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing this with us. Um, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited for everybody to hear this. This is very helpful information. I wish I heard three years ago. You are awesome. <laughs> better and so, late than never. Better late than never. To those of you listening, thank you for listening. I hope that whatever you're going through, Uh, now feels just a little bit easier and more clear to navigate. Stay strong. Keep it moving. You've got this. Thank you again. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.